Welcome to Niche to Necessity. This is a podcast from Crypto CFOs. Today we have a very special guest. We have Joe David. Um, he is a crypto accountant hailing from Cheltenham, England, and he is the co-founder of Nephos Group and Mina. Welcome, Joe. Hey, how are you doing, Taylor? Good, good. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so just before we get started, I'd love for you to just chat a little bit about your background and kind of how you got involved in, in the crypto asset uh, industry. Yeah, absolutely. So, our um, our story of how we got into crypto was was more by luck than than judgment. If I'm if I'm totally honest. Um, so we I've been running uh, Nefos, which is our kind of traditional um, accounting firm, for about 10, 11 years now. We've always been focused on you know tech firms, startups, growing businesses, those bits and pieces. Um, and we just happened to be working with a client and there uh they basically said look my my partner started this business um like you you're the perfect like kind of accountancy firm for him because you're kind of young and fresh and you know you, you don't mind challenges and things like that um so go and have a chat to him so i'm like yeah, yeah cool no worries um we go to have this meeting and, and i just remember writing the notes and i was just like what is this guy talking about and he was kind of talking about you know ethereum and gas and you know this that and then i was just like i have no idea and i kind of at the time this was about five years ago maybe um and i kind of knew like you know what crypto was in the in the high level of like you know if i asked my mum what crypto was she'd be like it's bitcoin isn't it like do you know what i mean like so i kind of knew that bit right that's that's all i knew and so yeah going into this world of of ethereum and and things like that um yeah it just kind of like i just didn't have a clue but at the time but we were just so kind of keen to go we want to do stuff that nobody else wants to do so that gives us a huge edge if we can if we can do it so yes yeah, so we took on the work um they knew like you know we were learning on the job and you know in the nice house where they didn't have a huge amount of choice so yeah we took on the work and and the rest is history as they say but that's yeah that's how we got into it I love it. That's pretty much exactly how I got into it. I was kind of focused on these niche industries. Um, you know, first it was, it was cannabis and then, cause no one was really doing that. So I saw the opportunity there and, you know, when you're, when you're the only guy, you can kind of name your price. So that that's the attractive part about this. And then same sort of situation. When I first got started in crypto, um, I was learning on the job and, and, you know, my, my, uh, who I was working for was, was okay with that because it's like, they didn't really have anyone else to go to. So, um, Kind of a nice advantage to have when you're when you're when you're the only guy in town doing it so very cool yeah 100 <laughs> um so i'd love for you to talk a little bit about a, the recent growth and expansion of mining you guys have had because i've seen tons of you know partnership announcements and you know all those things and i know that in this industry specifically it's a huge part of kind of um the collaborative part of it is, is really important so i'd love for you to talk a little bit about that yeah, absolutely. And and as you say, you know, the one thing I love so much about the crypto industry is that everybody wants to work with everybody. Like nobody is, nobody wants to, you know, to to kind of, um, you know, push you to one side and, and take everything for themselves. Like the exact wants opposite of cannabis. Like cannabis was the exact <laughs> really? opposite environment. No one wanted to talk to you. Everyone was like, oh, you're you're a suit, like get out of here, you know? And and I find hey, really? that's what I love about crypto is that everyone's the exact yeah. opposite. Everyone's open door. Sorry to cut you there, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, that's that is interesting. And it and it does feel like, you know, and I mean this in a nice way, but it does feel like a lot of crypto owners know know their boundaries, if you know what I mean. They know what they're good at and they know 
when to say, do you know what, I need something like this to, you know, to help me. And I think, look, I think the past year, as negative as it's been in terms of the things that have gone wrong with the industry, I think on the flip side, if you're an accountant or a professional, you know, advisor, it's probably been a good thing, you know, um, I'd be a bit careful saying that, but you know what I mean? Because it's kind of shown that if you've got the right kind of support and guidance and and, and whatnot with you, then, you know, you can hopefully present, prevent these things. But if you haven't got that, and, and take SBF an example, right? You know, clearly stolen money. But mm-hmm. um, ultimately, if he had had better advisors, could he have made better decisions? You know, did he set up FTX on day one to, to swindle people out of money? Who knows? But if he didn't, maybe he just got into a hole and it got bigger and bigger because he didn't have the people around him to help him, right? So um, I'm not excusing it or, or saying any of it's it's right, but I can see that then turning into a, a you know a loose positive people like us where we're able to say, look, we can help and, and support. So so that's why we've kind of made sure we partner with the right people um, and, and the people that we feel that are going to add value, you know, to our clients or, you know, to our team. Um, to the work we're doing, you know, are they going to make us more efficient, you know, more accurate for our clients, all these different bits and pieces. So, yeah, it's been a crazy, like, 18 months, I would say, for us as a business. Um, we started it, and we started officially with Minor in 2021 at the start, um, and we were kind of like, let's just throw a website together, see what happens, and, you know, whatever happens, happens type thing. And, um, yeah, and since then, we, we you know, we had as a group, we had eight staff in 21, and we've now got 26 um, today. So, yeah, it's been crazy growth. Um, we've probably done around 800 tax returns for individuals in the UK, uh, crypto investors, um, and we've got around 100 business clients now. So, yeah, so that's why we're now just making sure that the people that we work with, the people that we're, you know, we're part with, uh, partnered with, sorry, are, are people that are going to add value to, to everything around us, the ecosystem around us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, um, you know, when people, all my family members, they know I've been involved with the space for a while and they're like, oh, you know, the crypto industry, like, how are you doing? Like, they're like, as if like, you know, hey, checking in on me. And I'm like, you know, actually, this is a perfect time for me because as an accountant, it, you know, the SPF, the the, the FTX whole debacle highlighted the need for our profession, right? And it it it, it cemented our, our need. And I think that it, it, it put a spotlight on the lack of help that there is in the industry because whether, but as you say, whether by design or, you know, just lack of resources, they didn't have an accounting department. They didn't have anyone in the accounting department in this $32 billion organization. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure that it was a combination of those two aspects, design and lack of help, but, um, you know, that still remains to be seen. So, um, yeah, I totally, totally hear where you're coming from on that. So, um, very cool. So what are, what, what are your top three or, you know, maybe, maybe it's not three, but what, what are some of your best practices, uh, or the most important things for any accountant or finance pro to ensure they're doing the right things in this industry? I think the first thing is do your research. And I, I, and I know that sounds obvious, but this is a space more than, in my opinion, more than anything out there that you need to know what you're talking about. You need to understand the fundamentals. And to be honest, that means you need to do it. You know, you need to be putting money. You don't just need to buy Bitcoin and Binance. You know, you need to, you know, use MetaMask. You need to use a ledger. You need to move money around wallets. You need to understand gas. You need to be able to buy buy an NFT. And and that doesn't mean you... One thing I say to a lot of people is, if you were going to set up a coffee shop or something or a pizza shop or whatever, you'd go around the competition. You'd try local coffee shops, see what there is. And, and that will cost you money. And you just see that as, as like R&D type, you know, looking at, at what the competition is. 
So, you know, people, I think, are then, then scared to do that in crypto. They're scared to invest in crypto on the basis that, well, what if I lose my money? And it's kind of like, well, you would lose money by buying coffee and, you know, whatever in this. And so why not do a similar, you know, allocate and making up a thousand pounds, dollars, whatever, as a, as a kind of marketing spend and go and spend some money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, go and go enter a liquidity pool. Understand the transaction flow. Um, you know, I I, I remember uh, you know a year or so ago, a bit more than that, entering uh, a few liquidity pools on Curve, and I remember like with the Ethereum gas fees as well, because I think Ethereum price was quite high at the time as well. I I did it for like a week just to like see what happens when I went in and when I came back out and the rewards and you know, all those bits and pieces. And I did it with the business to to check on the business side as well, if you know what I mean. And I remember thinking, like, shit, I've actually lost, like, 50 quid on each trade here because the gas fee was so bloody high. Like $300 at times, like, you know, $500 for a swap on Uniswap or something like that. And the rewards were so low. And I've still got, like, two, like, curve tokens or something that I can't sell because... If I try and sell them on Uniswap, it's going to cost me like 20 quid. So yeah. it's not really worth it. So, yeah. So I think that's the key for me is like one of the biggest things is, is like I say, when I say do research, I don't just mean read books and listen to, our, uh, you know, podcast stuff, which is also helpful. I mean, go and do it. Actually go and go and practice what you preach. So that that's the first thing. I think the second thing is like if you if you've done that part and you're already like working with clients, acting, you know, on behalf of people is again understand how to track you know blockchain transactions because a lot of people are um like if you if I, if you were my client now and i said right you know give me all your stuff and you, you give me all the stuff and then i go oh yeah but can you tell me what it all means because i don't know what it means um you know the client then goes well, what are you actually doing here like why why would i give you this work when you're not even doing anything so um so for us the way we do it is we actually look through the blockchain you know, we we try and reconcile transactions on behalf of clients before going to them with a list of queries. And that's the same thing we do in the traditional world, right? We get a bank statement, we get a load of invoices, and we'd see if we can match the two together. And if we can, great. If we can't, we'll then ask the client for some queries. Mm-hmm. But in crypto, people just seem to immediately go back to the client with queries, and it just doesn't build up a good rapport. So I think the other thing is learn how to be able to, you know, reconcile transactions, understand what's going on, um, I think that is, um, is is also really important. Um, and then, yeah, I think number three, I think is a tough one. I think there's, you know, if you've done those two things, you're, you're well on the way to, to being, you know, a, a decent uh, accountant. But I think maybe the third one would be never think you know it all. Um, you know, never think that you've seen everything because in this space, um you never have there's always another blockchain or another protocol or another platform or you know whatever that that comes up that you think yeah i didn't know that one or did you know and and we've had that twice you know this week we've had one client on internet computer protocol um which we we knew about we knew what it was but we'd never like worked on it before and um, we've had another one on the wax blockchain an nft project on the wax blockchain which again we hadn't had a client on before so you know luckily you know, with the wax form, one of the team has been actually quite into the crypto NFT gaming side of things. There's quite a big community there, so he'd already been into it. Um, and um, and with the with the ICP one, we just did a bit more research and and were able to kind of help out. So again, I think yeah, never think you know it all because you will then come unstuck. 
Um, so, you know, kind of keep on top of your, uh, you know, see crypto CPD, as it were, which I guess could be where you guys come in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that you make some really good points there. I think um, one of the things that we include in part of our training programs is uh, a section where we say, you know, you have to go out and do this. And, you know, to your point, you see it as an investment in yourself and an investment in like R&D, like you're talking about. And I, I tell people, you know, if you don't want to even spend that much, if you don't want to spend a thousand bucks, you can, you can hop on BSC, Binance Smart Chain, if you have $10 and you can mess around on there and it's an EVM chain. So, you know, when you're looking on BSC scan, the information is going to look almost exactly identical, identical to EtherScan, except EtherScan is just going to yeah. have more, more detail and more clarity. So you can do this stuff even on, you know, kind of some of these other chains with less money and, and get yourself some experience. And then, you know, especially because the majority of people are going to be on EVM chains, at least at this point. And as to your point, they, they will be on other chains as well, but that's a really good baseline. And you're going to cover 80, 80, 90% of your clients. If you understand those, um, those, those ways to query data and follow the money. So, so the first two points that you make, and then, yeah, I, I always say as well, if someone says they know it all, or seems like they know it all, they're either lying or they're ignorant. Right. So, um, it's just, that's why we created the crypto CFOs community so that you can have people from all over the globe speaking to the UK, speaking to, you know, different chains that they're experts on that maybe I'm not an expert on, you know, I understand bridging and I understand a lot of the EVM stuff, but I don't know about, uh, way, you know, was it wave? Um, Wax. Wax. So I don't see, I don't even, I don't even know the name. So, um, but you know, the, knowing, understanding how something works on an EVM chain and some other chains, you can get a, you have a good baseline to start to develop an understanding of other chains as well. So really great yeah, points absolutely. there. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are the biggest challenges that you face as a firm operating this space? So whether it's, you know, hiring or education or whatever, what would you say those, those major challenges are for you guys? Yeah, I, th I think hiring is, is the obvious one. Um, you know, hiring accountants um, in the UK, obviously I'm talking here, um, is, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's, you know, there's a lot of accountants and there's a lot of accounting firms and, there's a lot. It's not a big place, you know. The US is a is a much bigger, but you know, kind of. I pool. saw this recently that the UK has the highest per capita accountants of any country. Um, oh, well, so, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Just an interesting little tidbit there, but yeah, yeah, and and that doesn't surprise me because there are, you know, there's a lot of accounting firms, and there's, you know, obviously a lot of accountants that work work in those firms, and so yeah. So I, I don't think hiring an accountant in the UK is that difficult, but hiring a crypto accountant is is another level right and 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 not only you know if you then go okay i'm going to hire a crypto accountant but again who is that crypto accountant what is their experience you know are they saying they're a crypto accountant on their linkedin profile because they've submitted one return or and it's a good buzzword for them to put on there or are they somebody that's been you know in and out of everything and, and they know exactly what they're talking about you've got no idea so one thing that we've tried to do a little bit, and obviously we've got the benefit of having the other firm, if you like, where it has maybe more solid procedures because, you know, things are more traditional in the way they work and things like that, that, you know, do we bring on kind of young, ambitious, um, you know, kind of people that want to learn um, and then we bring them into the into the Nefo side, the normal side, train them as, a, as an accountant or train them as a, you know, as a tax preparer or something like that. And then say, okay, now we're going to start introducing a bit of crypto into your work. 
Um, you know, have a look at this one, see what you think, and you know, things like that. So, yeah, so it is a huge challenge bringing people in. So, I think what we're trying to do now is think of other ways to maintain the level of quality of the work that we're doing, but also still make sure that we can bring on those people. Um, you know, kind of, you know, in 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 some way as well. So that's definitely a big one. I think in a in a way as well. I think the other challenge is software. Um, and I, and I say that because whilst every single day I seem to get a message from somebody telling me they've got the greatest software that's ever existed in crypto, um, they still have two barriers, and one is coverage, and the other is price. So, you know, clients um, quite often we, we, we pitch to a client at the moment who um, we're kind of on pause with because we can't get an agreement on the software costs because the software costs are not far off our fees, <laughs> which mm. is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And we're not being cheap on this one either. Like this is a decent fee for us. And, you know, so it's a, it's a crazy situation that we're in. But again, they've got a closed market and not many people in it. You know, and if you're good in that industry, you've got much more of a chance to, you know, to stand out and, and therefore charge what we want. So, yeah, I think software needs to needs to kind of, you know, we use I know you guys use more like QuickBook, uh, yeah, QuickBooks and NetSuite and stuff like that in the US. We use a lot of Xero here in the UK um, and Xero do like a, a 30 quid, you know, 30 pound a month, like, you know, all you can eat type subscription. And I'm not saying that crypto should get exactly to that. But get into a more bulk, scalable accounting pricing model, I think, is is definitely needed because that is a barrier for some clients who, you know, they have to pay us fees and our fees are more typically than a traditional business um, because of the nature of what we're doing. And then they've got to pay software fees on top, which can be, you know, significantly higher than, than traditional. It just adds up and, and puts them off and then makes them maybe think, I don't want to be compliant because I don't want to pay all these costs. So, yeah. Um, so I think... I think that and that needs addressing. So that's probably you know probably the second major challenge I think we have is is getting software over the line um, and and also the coverage that they that they support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, to your point, I always say that the, that cost basis is the holy grail of crypto accounting, and that's that's still a major challenge with a lot of these. I mean, obviously it's garbage in, garbage out, right? You know, they, that's why we are accountants. That's why you hire accountants is to make sure that you reconcile those things, but, um, I still haven't found something that really like makes that process very, uh, easy and easy to train someone to do. Right. Cause I mean, I can reconcile cost basis myself, but that's because I had to figure it out, you know, when I'm running my own business and when you're training someone, there's a different level of motivation to get something done. Um, so yeah, I think that, that, that's the biggest challenge that I see as well with these. Uh, these yeah. I totally agree. And the other thing is not just have you got the motivation to learn it, but you've also like you forget sometimes that somebody maybe doesn't also have the inclination. Like they might not want to. Like yes, they're an employee of yours, but do they really want to go to that nitty gritty detail? You know, they might be the most motivated employee in the world, but actually, does their brain want to go there? Maybe not. You know, so I think that's the other thing is like, you know, and I was going to say you know, the third point is education, and you know that's why I, you know love chatting to you guys because. You know what do we do with with staff? You know we we bring them on and we put them through the usual kind of training modules, and then you know what do we do when it comes to training them on? You know one guy said to me yesterday, he was like, I wish I'd had like proper, you know whatever software it was training when I started in January, and I was like, well, there isn't anything. Like yeah, <laughs> you know we can give you a rundown of how we use it and 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 whatnot, and you know the things to look out for and and things like that, but but ultimately there is no 
you know there is no book on how to do it so yeah yeah so that's that is definitely a challenge that's one thing that we're working on now is working on like third-party certifications for for different uh softwares as well um so i think that that's going to be helpful as well because like you say there's lots of different options out there and some of them have some training videos and things like that but to have an actual cpa or or, or an accounting professional giving you a walkthrough for how they use it practically in their everyday i think is really key uh so that's one of the things we're working on as well as part of our certification program um so yeah i think that that, that could be helpful as well so cool um so you know you just talked a little bit about you know this kind of standard but could you dive a little bit deeper on like some of the ways that you guys are educating and, and and leading your team to make to make a difference yeah at the moment the main way we're doing it is the senior members of the team the ones that have done you know the most amount of of work you know and, and therefore on the ground and, and also the people that you know have invested in 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 the products and and stuff and understand what's going on you know they're kind of leading that that training process as a, as a group of businesses, you know, we've got, you know, three or four different arms to our business now, and we have a weekly training session for staff. So we have an open hour um, on a Thursday or whatever it is, where we say, um, you know, the topic of, of, of the conversation this week is going to be X, Y, Z. So we do ask, you know, the, the software providers, we do ask, you know, partners that we work with that we know have got a good educational kind of platform and things like that to come and present to our team and, you know, give them some, some more thoughts to, you know, to go away with. So we look at trying to do, like say that weekly training hour to, to really give them um, the skills, but yeah, sometimes there's only so far you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have to say, here's a, what, what we did do. Um, I don't know if you watch much of it in the UK and uh, sorry, in, in the U S but, um, there's a guy called Coin Bureau. Guy called- oh yeah, I love Guy. I watch. Oh, yeah. I watch yeah, every yeah, yeah, single yeah. one of his videos. Like every <laughs> Monday, I watch his recap, and I love yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Um, so uh, when people first started, when there was three or four videos of his, it was like Crypto Basics 101 or something like that, and like you know, how, you know, a Binance walkthrough or just some some like really kind of high level like. We'd literally just be like, and then the first day they come in and we'd be saying, watch YouTube. And it's like, okay, <laughs> this is different. Um, but like, you know, sometimes if you can pick some really solid, like you people, if I said to you, you know, we train our staff on YouTube, you immediately, like you probably different because you understand that there's some value there. But yeah, a lot yeah. of people go, you trained your staff on YouTube. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but actually if you if you go out there and you, and you find good content, which there is, um, you know, you can get some really valuable kind of sessions from there. So, yeah, so we do things like that as well in the early days. Um, I mean, he, he breaks down people. staking and things like that super well. I yeah. mean, he, he does really good technical walkthroughs. I, you know, I, I, I think that that's a great way, you know, and I mean, that's how I had to learn because, you know, and I'm sure you had to do the same when you're first getting yeah. started because there's nowhere to learn this stuff formally. So, um, you know, YouTube's a great place to learn things. And I think that, yeah. you know, our generation, I think, is the start of that. I think that, you know, if you told a boomer that, they'd be like, you know, what's, you know, what what are we doing? This isn't professional or whatever. But that's that's how you, I mean, it's an emerging industry. You kind of have to take what you got. And I honestly, I, I'm very weary about recommending YouTubers to anyone, um, especially in the crypto, well, only, you know, really in the crypto industry. But he's like, for family members that are looking to like learn about the space, He's the only one I, I recommend because he doesn't do advertisements or things like that. He's not like shilling um, 
I'm, I mean, or at least he's transparent about the projects that he owns. So, um, yeah, I agree. And, and sometimes I, I, I'm not, I don't a hundred percent agree with him sometimes. Right. I think sometimes, right. you know, um, yeah. there are, there are things he says that I'm not sure I agree with, but like you say, he is transparent and, and you can see on his weekly newsletter and things like that, what he's holding, you know, um, and, and whatnot. So, and he tells you about what he's moved and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, look, I think he's he's as good as any out there from a from a learning perspective, anyway. Well, I have um, one more question that uh, for you, just because this is my own professional curiosity. Um, so, I just came across reflection tokens. Have you have you um, heard of reflection tokens? Yeah. yeah so, a friend of mine was actually uh, was like a co-founder of one this time last year, and yeah. yeah and so, I don't, I, I, I don't know what. I, I, go on. It's a it's an interesting topic, and I and I I just you know didn't know if you had any insights on it. I I you know from what I understand, it's essentially like you have a um, essentially a tax on any transactional volume that's moving that gets redistributed. But I'm not the, the thing that I never understood is how you can have that redistributed to wallets without the on chain um, aspect of it, because it seems like the wallet balances just update automatically without. The, the the tokens seeming like they move on chain yeah so the one the ones that i've so there's a few that i've kind of um selected a friend of mine about a year ago a friend of mine was like you know you need to get into this because i'm part of the team and and it's going well and it's always one of those things where people always tell you that little bit too late you know what i mean it's like you know so so i kind of went into it and i was like because the tax like you say they do call it a tax but tax is kind of the wrong word because yeah. then people get confused because someone's yeah. actually come to me before and been oh yeah but they've taken tax off me already and i'm like no no, no they haven't that's like a fee it's a fee yeah. really you want anything right? yeah so um and, and you're right they get some of it goes into into a marketing part some of it goes into a whatever part and and then the rest goes to goes to the holder so it, i think it depends on the so some tokens you uh you send them to a smart contract, if you like, and the smart contract is then updating effectively in the background, and then it's kind of like staking. And then when you withdraw it, um, that's when you'll kind of see the rewards come back into your wallet. Um, you know, others do it directly on the wallet. Um, so it, I think it depends on the product as to how the one that my friend was was working on. It was um, it was like a, like say a, a staking product, if you like, where you sent your holding to this wallet and then your reflections if you want to call it that would come into that into that smart right. contract and then right. when you withdrew it you just have a bigger balance than when you started so yeah yeah seems like a nightmare to reconcile I, i'm I'm, uh, I'm just digging into it right now and i'm like because this one there's no smart contract it's just if you're a hot if you're a hodler uh, you get your reflection on every single transaction and I'm just thinking about like, okay, treasury wallets, how the hell am I going to reconcile this at, at month end? And it's like, this is what we say, you know, you, you, you can never, re you can never really know everything because tomorrow there's going to be a new, um, an, an, a new use case and, and a new token type that th this is what I love about the industry. You're constantly putting on your accounting hat and your, 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 your theory hat. And you're saying, okay, what is this most look like and, and business partner my business partner brian was like okay this kind of feels like a stock split you know so um in a way um so it's it's uh it's and, interesting and you've hit the nail on the head there right if you if you don't know what you're doing as sorry that's not the right word if you haven't seen this particular thing before and you say right well, how am i supposed to handle this you know like you just said go back to the basics to fundamentals what what is it what yeah. is the fundamental underlying transaction that's happening here you know, 
Um, and that's where, because we, you know, in the UK, we've got VAT and um, we, um, we we talk quite a lot about VAT for, for crypto businesses and, um, you know, NFT projects, things like that. And again, there's no like direct specific guidance. There is a little bit on certain bits, but not on everything, obviously. So again, fundamentally what you're doing, if you've got an NFT project that is selling a membership to a club, for example, and that would normally be a valuable supply in the UK if it was sold by a fiat rather than an NFT, right. then the chances are it's going to be a valuable supply in a crypto world as well, right? Um, so it's, you know, whereas derivatives trading, for example, is not a valuable supply in the UK. Therefore, if you've just signed up to a platform or you, you are a platform that's doing derivative trading, chances are you're not going to be, you know, a valuable business. So it, a lot of it, like you say, is breaking it down to the fundamental business model, what they're trying to achieve. And yeah. then applying standard accounting rules to that, um, and you'll get somewhere anyway. Even if it's not perfect, it'll get you somewhere nearer to the to the truth. Yeah, I mean, ignore the like. That's what I say to everyone when they're first learning this. Ignore that. Like, pretend this isn't crypto. Pretend this is yeah. just some transaction that you're seeing happen. Um, you know, and then let's analyze that and see what does this look like. You know, what does it smell like? Um, so, yeah, I love it. Cool. Well. Um, I, I know it's uh it's 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 late on a Friday over there, so I want to let you you know respect your time, Joe. I really appreciate you joining us and talking with me for a little while, and um, really respect what you're doing over there. So I'm glad to be connected and thank yeah, always, mate. Thanks for having me, and yeah, we we love you guys and what you're doing, and we hope to help collaborate and and support you guys as much as we can in the future as well. So yeah, speak to you soon and have a good weekend, mate.